This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 100. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family. We're Cameron and Amber O'Hearn, and today we are answering some questions from our kids. So the reason why I wanted to do this episode is, well, first of all, it's episode 100. That's exciting. That is. That's a lot of episodes. (laughs) I guess I want to start out by saying You could have done a lot of other things with that time. Yeah. I you know, I heard recently that ninety percent of podcasts don't get past episode seven. So that's that's saying something. How many get to a hundred, do you know? I don't know. But thanks for supporting me in this and It's been fun to kind of like journey with me starting as just doing interviews and then switching it up to sometimes as co-hosting and it's just been fun. What are some expectations you had at the beginning? Like what what did you think this was going to be and how is it different? Hmm. Um, Let's see. Well, I kind of went into it thinking this is a question I want answered. Like as a, as a former missionary, when we were serving with net ministries, it was really clear how we were like living out the gospel. And, Mm -hmm. um, we were, I mean, literally talking to people about Jesus every day. And our schedule was given to us. Yes. And prayer was just scheduled in. And, um, so then transitioning to life specifically as um, a stay-at-home mom now where I've got kids and I'm prepping the meals and I'm changing the diapers and wondering, okay, I still have the same commission, <laughs> but what does it look like now that my life is so different? And so thinking about like, oh, I want to talk to other women who are doing this well. And then thinking, oh, we should just record that. And can I give you a zinger? Yeah, give me a zinger. We didn't prep any of this. That's fine. Yeah. So you've been listening to a hundred hours of people on this podcast telling you what you're supposed to do, (laughs) how to live out the Great Commission as a family. So what are like some of the top things yeah, yeah, that's so good. This isn't even what we're going to talk about today, but... Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that. I should have been thinking about this over the last couple of days, but um, I'd say the main thing that I've learned is that living out the Great Commission as a family, even though it has the same, it has the same basis, like raising our kids to know, love, and serve Jesus... It's going to look different based on your family, based on where you live, (laughs) based on the ages of your kids. Yeah, ages of your kids is a big one. And so that's been really um, encouraging and I think freeing. And it's nice to hear from from people at different stages. And um, Remember when we were newlyweds? I mean, well, let me finish my sentence (laughs) before you answer. Let me finish my sentence. So... We were newlyweds, and we went on a retreat at the parish you were working at, and I was going to lead the retreat. Remember? Yes, we're yes. like, of course we'll help with the retreat. Like, we're former mission, we're pros. Yeah. And, uh, okay, I'm going to lead the retreat. I'm going to give talks. 
And I remember going to that retreat. I got sick. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, this is terrible. Like for some reason, all my skills that I learned like just shut off and I wanted to be somewhere else and it was not a good time. Mm. And I remember feeling this like, this like suffocating pressure to be a missionary because I was a missionary and now I'm a parent or I, I was just a hub at that point. But this pressure to be a missionary and to, to go on this retreat and to lead this retreat, but it just wasn't the right thing for us at that time of mm. our life. And I remember someone wise told me, cause I was stressed. I was like working, studying, um, mm-hmm. and then doing like side gigs right. to build up a side hustle. And, uh, I was talking to someone wise about it. I said, I'm just stressed. Like my schedule's packed, but of course I want to help. Like this is a great commission. Um, and he said, well, you've put in your 10,000 hours of ministry <laughs> and it seems like the Lord wants you to put in your 10,000 hours of building up your craft. Mm. And that was a huge relief for me. Yeah. So it's not that um, the Great Commission stopped, but it changed right. for me. And it changed less from like the professional, like I'm doing these events, mm-hmm. to more like just being willing at each moment of every day with whoever I'm with to evangelize. Yeah. Um. And even that is like when I'm out with the kids and they're like crazy in the grocery store or whatever, or we're like in an airport with the kids, it's like even (laughs) it just changes the dynamic because it's hard to Mm. um, carry on a deep conversation with someone when your kids are kids. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I really love that perspective. There's something I thought of when you were. Ooh, was it, was it? insightful or funny or scary kind of like reaffirming what you were saying oh thanks (laughs) (laughs) that's so nice it's a thought that counts yeah um i think it was just that this is gonna be good oh that as long as our mindset and vision is like eternal perspective when we and even though we forget that and that as long as we come back to that. I forget that. I forget that all the time. I already forgot it. But <laughs> thinking about like, this is not our final destination and making sure that we're continuing to pursue our relationship with the Lord and be open to him pursuing us and praying and I think just responding to God's will and just kind of like things flowing from that openness to responding to God's will and taking our prayer. Yeah. God's will is everything. <laughs> Especially like when you're a parent, just kind of thrown in your face. This is God's will. Yeah. Here's a diaper. Here's a whiny kid. Here's here's a broken glass. Yeah. Here's God's will. Right. Yeah. And then there's so many moments where I'm encountering some stranger or walking by someone. It's like, I could say something about Jesus or how I, I'm so grateful for today because mm. God made today or whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. Like, I think I we need to get to episode 200 for me to learn. Yeah. Exactly what it looks like. Yeah. 
one one really clear example of something I've learned, like a way to I don't want to use the word evangelize in this context because it can be very it's a very like loose, elastic word and you can mm. just mean so many things. It's not really sharing the good news. Yeah. But in one sense it is, because when you so th- let me make it personal. When I am happy to be married in public mm. and happy to be a dad in public, yeah, that is in some way sharing the good news of marriage. So it's yeah. not like the gospel of the Lord, but it is, it's, hey, m- people who are married, they're not all really sad yeah. <laughs> or really stressed, oh, even though it's so sad good. and stressful. I, I, there's a lot of times we've been in public and we're just like goofy or, yeah, and it, it feels kind of weird. It's like, oh, people are looking at us or whatever. Yeah. But. You're right. I think that it's like a huge witness and being a happy parent because it's so easy to get, um, you know, frustrated and overwhelmed, of course. And then when you're out and at the grocery store and, <laughs> yelling at everyone to stop grabbing things from the aisles or whatever. Uh, but you yell at other people? <laughs> the little, the little, the little kid, people. The little people. Um, it's so easy to do that, but you're right. I think there is, and that happens sometimes. I'm not saying that I'm, every time I go out, I'm just like this happy example of a mother. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the other day we were at the grocery store and one of my kids was walking so slowly in front of the cart. And I was like, I, I had a full <laughs> cart. And I said, keep going, keep going. And there were people like lining up behind us. And I said, keep going. And then I accidentally ran into this child. And then he was like on the floor crying. And so then I picked him up and everyone's looking at me saying, well, you got your hands full. <laughs> oh, you got, and like one after another, oh, you got your hands, oh, you got your hands, oh, hey, you got your hands full. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man. And I said, I said, yep, full hands, full heart. And then I said, please go around me. Because <laughs> people were just like waiting for me to go. I was like, I need some time to like kiss this boo-boo and like compose myself. Please just go around me. <laughs> Have you ever me. shared about what you, sh- what you tell people when they say you got your hands full? I know you just shared it. Yeah. I, I wonder if I heard it actually from a guest on the podcast because I don't, I didn't come up with that myself, but someone once told me what they say is when someone says you have your hands full, they say, yes, full hands, full heart. And so I started saying that Yeah, and cool. people love it actually. Cause I think a lot of times when people say you've got your hands full, they, they they're just, just they're trying to make to conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them are even like parents themselves who maybe have grown kids or something like that. Yeah. And so I think it's, or people will say, I remember those days. Well, because I think the common response would be like, oh, I know, like, I can't wait for tonight when they're all in bed or whatever, or I need a glass of wine. Right. Like, just complaining about it. Right, yeah. And we're we're billboards for the marriage of Christ to his church Mm. and the relationship with God to his people. Oh, that's so good. So. Yeah. We're on display, whether we like it or not. Mm. And there's so many unhappy faces out there yeah <laughs> who are married or parents and uh yeah i think that's just a good example of probably after you started this podcast just you know it was shortly after we had peter right i think so yep and so we we're just dealing with that you know 
going from one to two. Yeah. And then going from two to three. And then it's hard. So I, that was something I learned over the course of this podcast was being happy in yeah. front of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay that it's hard and it's okay that things that originally we had thought about or planned on, it's okay to like change your mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think about the ways that we've, you know, I don't know, the ideal of like, we are going to host people at our house for dinner every week. And oh, that's going to be like a part Talk of our- Talk about that because- that's still kind of our ideal, even though we've never reached yeah. it, right? Yeah. And when you first wanted to start this podcast, it was like this ideal of like making your home a place where people can find refuge. Yeah. yeah. And so I and think- And we're like, we're going to invite someone every week for yeah. dinner. And people, when people come over, it's going to be so clean and <laughs> yeah. everything's going to smell great. Yeah. Um, I think that- <laughs> It's okay that it doesn't look like that, even though that's kind of like something we'd love to do. And I think it's okay that now we, you know, occasionally host our couples group and I host a women's group at my house once a month and, well, before this COVID thing. And um, and I think it's okay that it's not like exactly how we want it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that our standards for the cleanliness of our house have gone down. Mm-hmm. Another thing I've learned based on that is seasons of life. Mm. Right? Yeah. So that's our ideal. I think we'll get there. Yeah, right? I, do. I think when our kids are older, when they can kind of pull their own weight around the house. Yeah. That seems like very feasible. Yeah. You could have someone over once a week. The house will be cleaner. Right. There won't be poop literally everywhere. <laughs> Pieces of fruit. Oh my gosh. This week I found like apple slices under the kid's bed. There was like a banana, half eaten banana on the prayer altar space that we have. And there's always like smashed stuff on the ground. But it's hard when you have a little baby and who's now starting to eat other foods. Anyways, off topic. Seasons of life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about for this podcast? Okay, so our kids ask a lot of great questions. And I think part of raising disciples is allowing them and encouraging them to ask questions and affirming that when they do ask questions, even if you don't know the answer. And I'm not a theologian and I don't know a lot of things. Yeah. And so it's okay if your kids ask you a question about the faith and you're like, Oh, I don't know. That's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked me that. Let's ask Father on Sunday after Mass, or let's see if Daddy knows tonight at dinner, or let's look it up together. Yeah, I've been, when whenever our oldest daughter asks a question, I I just deal with her for some reason, but I imagine her as a teenager, Mm. and she's not talking to me. Hmm. Like she's at the dinner table, she's just playing with her food and she goes to her room and I haven't talked to her in like weeks. Mm. And it makes me really want to talk to her in that moment because I want to open up, I want to continue, I want to build a habit of like, you can ask me literally anything. You can talk to me about whatever you want. I love that. Oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm really not very good with like small talk or like... (laughs) questions that don't really matter or like 
that's not an important thing right now. We have to do this other important thing. So I'm terrible at this. But mm. something that's helped me is to see her as a teenager. What a good practice. I really like that a lot. That's great. I should have mentioned it to you. Yeah. I'm going to start doing it. Okay, so should we jump into the questions? Let's do it. I made a list of some of the questions that the kids ask us, and I thought it'd be fun for us to an- show you how we try and answer them. And how we give the wrong answer sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, our son just asked us this. He's uh, now four. He just asked us this yesterday. What happens after heaven? <laughs> So I'd say we talk about heaven quite a bit, and our kids ask a lot of questions about it. So the natural follow-up question is if the kids know that after we die, we meet Jesus and there's heaven, then what comes after that? (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know how to answer that question. I know. How did you answer it? Okay, so here's how I answered it. I said... Well, this life... Because I can't answer it without making it sound really boring. It's like, (laughs) you know when you're sitting there and you have to wait for something? (laughs) Yeah. It never ends. This is what I said to him. I said, this life, the life we're living here on Earth, we're getting ready for, we're preparing for when we meet Jesus and spend all of eternity in heaven so after this life it's gonna it seems long but it's gonna be short and then after it we're gonna spend all of eternity in heaven and then they said what is eternity and i said that means forever and then they said what does forever mean (laughs) and i said it means never ending (laughs) yeah what did they were they okay with that yeah i think they were okay with that but i i would have liked to have given maybe more but I mean, for now, it's like truth at their their age. Yeah. Would it, do you think it'd be a good idea to mention their favorite places and like how long would you want to stay at mm. Bill's Donuts or yeah. Hobby Lobby? Yeah. Like forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It's like you can do anything you want forever. Basically, mm-hmm. it's so tricky though because even if. Honestly, whenever I think about eternity, I get it's it's like scary Mm. to imagine something that never ends. So it's a really insightful question. It (laughs) is uh, makes you consider your your beliefs. Yeah. What's the next one? Okay, we'll talk more about heaven because there's a couple more questions about that. But uh, the next one was from our six year old, and she asked, "Who made God?" (laughs) So if God made everything, who made God? Did you answer this one? I did answer that one. And I Here's said, how I would answer okay, it. Okay, let me hear I would it. say, God is the only one who doesn't need to be made. Mm, that's good. That's what God is. That's so good. What would you say? Well, what I said was, no one made God because God was first. First, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. For a kid. And then I know what first means. Yeah, I'll mention. I just ordered these this set of books on God's ab- attributes by William Lane Craig. Yeah, yeah. So, and one of the questions is, God is, or yeah, one of the titles is God is self sufficient. And then there's ones that are like God is all powerful. God is all loving. So it'll it answers some of those questions. I can't give a review of the book yet because I haven't it hasn't come in, but um, 
I think it was Brandon Vaught on another podcast that had recommended it. So that's why I ordered those ones. Cool. Great. Okay, now this question Uh-oh. is a sign of raising kids on Catholicism and Wildcrats. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Who is faster walking on water, Jesus or a basilisk lizard? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because whenever whenever our son wants to compare the speed or strength of something or like wants to compare anything, like you'll say, what's stronger, the table or this biscuit? And then you have to say which one's stronger. Mm-hmm. But then no matter what the category is, God is always better. Yeah. So like God is always taller. He always has a bigger beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God is always the hungriest. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, so funny. So how did you answer that? Because it's not like... I think you answered it. Oh, okay. What did I say? I well, don't know how fast a basilisk lizard is. Like, I think really it's fast. pretty fast because you were saying that Jesus's feet probably didn't even get wet, maybe. Yeah. If it's true... I mean, it is true that he walked on water. It would seem to make sense that the water would not cover him in any way. So um, I would imagine that... I mean, in the instances we have in scripture that Jesus was probably slower on the water than what we see in a basilisk lizard right now, but he could have gone faster. He could have. Yeah. Yes. That's a good way to put it because he could have just bilocated. He could be anywhere Mm -hmm. he wants to be. Is it pre-glorified state or glorified state? Because maybe pre-glorified state, it would be basilisk lizard. But then post-glorified state, no contest. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Are you mentioning um, glorified bodies in there? No, we should talk about that. Yeah, this is so cool. So, you know, Thomas Aquinas talks about what it's going to be like to have glorified bodies that don't, aren't, you know, inclined to sin or corruption or those types of things. And I forgot everything he mentioned, but some cool things is like um, incorruptibility. So, you know, we can't get harmed. Uh, but the other thing is agility, like the like what angels have. You can be mm. anywhere just by thinking about it. So if like the whole universe was up for grabs, you'd be like, I'm going to go to the star and you'd be there. I'm going to go to Mars. I'm going to go to grandma's house. So it's cool to uh, explain to the kids like, it's going to be so cool when you're in heaven and you have this glorified body. You yeah. can fly. Yeah. And then they'll point up to the nest in the high tree. Yeah, you can you can fly up there. Yeah. That's um, so exciting for them to think about. Yeah. I love thinking <laughs> right. about that. Yeah. Getting away from the heaven of babies on clouds or heaven of just like standing around. Yeah. Like not really doing anything. Yeah. It's like bringing theology down to their level and making it exciting. Yeah. That's so good. What's next? I was going to say, Cameron always talks about kissing me with his glorified lips. Oh, yeah. All right. Next question. Why did Jesus stay on the cross if he could have come down? And this is, can I share what I said? And this I actually learned from you when your sister Maggie was younger. I remember you saying something similar to mm-hmm. her. 
uh, what I said was, you're right, Jesus could have come down, but he knew, he loved us so much, he knew that if he stayed on the cross and suffered and died and then rose again, that he would open up heaven for us so that we could be with him forever. Yeah, that's a good answer. And that's he, great. He loved us so much that even though he could have come down and ended that, the pain he was feeling, he wanted to stay on there and die and rise so that he could open yeah, heaven. He's powerful us. enough. Yeah. But he loves us so much. That that's always a good image too for kids is opening up heaven. Because mm-hmm. it's so hard to explain. I don't even understand it like the um you know the idea of Christ conquering sin and death and um you know overcoming the devil and this whole spiritual realm we use these words and it's hard to it's hard for a kid to picture that yeah but just something simple like heaven opening up like just mm. a gate opening up um makes a lot of sense to a kid and it's true yeah i think that's the point is like that's kind of what all these questions boil down to is tell your kid the truth but in a way that they can understand it yes a very simple way yes are we going to talk about um let me see if it's on there the birds and the bees uh no but we can talk about that might as well now okay so can you tell the story of how our kids asked where babies come from yes let me see if i remember what i said belly yeah, and I, I got this, I'm sure, from someone else because you guys know I'm all on those Facebook groups. I like I'm in so many Facebook groups. How many would you say you're in? I don't know how many I'm in. Because every I'm in other a lot day of like, we're talking about something random, like a a, a top different topic altogether. You're like, well, I'm in this Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my favorite way to gather information because people who are in Facebook groups about something are passionate about the thing that they're in the group about. So anyways, I'm sure it's come up in a thread somewhere, like in a Catholic mom group where I've kind of followed it. But um, so this is not an original thing. But I said that um, a mommy has eggs inside of her and a daddy has seeds. seeds. And a daddy gives a mommy a seed. And when that seed reaches the egg, then it starts growing into a baby and God helps the baby grow or creates the baby and grows yeah so in their mind so it's true right yeah what everything you said is true and in their mind they're thinking like dad has this bag of seeds he keeps (laughs) like in his drawer or something yeah so then when they ask the follow-up question like like how does dad give you the the seed seed or do you eat the seed or whatever then i say let's talk about that when you're a little bit older because it's hard to understand right now yeah but in a few years let's talk about that so it's not don't talk about that. Right. Or I can't tell you. It's great question. Let's talk about it when you can understand it right. a little more. And they're satisfied with that yeah. answer. Like even with um, abortion, they know that yeah. abortion kills babies. But when they ask specifics about that, um, it's okay. I mean, what we say is, you know, it's kind of hard to understand right now, but when you get a little bit older, we can, yeah. we'll talk more about it. I'm so glad they haven't asked about hell too much. Yeah. <laughs> because that's going to be difficult yeah. to answer. Like, how, how would you answer it? Like, does everyone go to heaven? You know, if they ask something like that. Like, well, the devil doesn't go to heaven because he, he doesn't love God. Yeah. 
And what if they ask, well, what about people? Yeah. That's tricky. I think I would focus on, like, people choose. Right. They make choices. Some people don't want to go to heaven. Yeah. So God lets them go to a different place. Um, okay, we ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Will there be Shopkins in heaven? <laughs> it's like, uh, it reminds me of another Peter Kraft line. Um, he said, when people ask if there's sex in heaven, it's like a kid asking if there's candy in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It's like, that's so good. Well, yeah, but you don't really... <laughs> care yeah there's better things right that's so good that's really good but for a kid like how how did you answer that um so many shopkins yeah Yeah, (laughs) i think what i said is everything that you love here on earth we can't take those things with us but what's in heaven is better yeah so if you love shopkins that what's in heaven is going to be better than shopkins yeah i like that (laughs) <laughs> that makes me think of, I think we'll get to this, but how we talk about like what happens to Shopkins and Hobby Lobby and yes. <laughs> our house. <laughs> I think that's the next question. Okay, let me pull it up. Okay, yeah, so our kids love to ask these questions, <laughs> which are, will fill in the blank crumble away? So the question I have here is, will Hobby Lobby crumble, crumble away? Because they know that... Because we, for some reason, we talked about the end times. Yeah, they asked us about it. (laughs) And we're like, again, like, we've had time to now think about these questions to be able to, like, re-articulate and share them to you. But when it comes up in the moment, it's, like, hard to, it's like, okay, let me take a few seconds to think about this. And, yeah, so we're talking about the end times. I'm trying to remember how it came up. (laughs) And we said... Maybe it was because they were asking if all these things were going to be in heaven. And we said... What's going to happen to our house or something like yeah, that? Yeah. It was something like that. Eventually, everything's going to crumble away. And, and God's going to create a new earth and a new heaven. Yeah. With so even for better things. S- for some reason, our kids have like latched onto that crumble away thing. <laughs> and so they're... <laughs> It's almost like a joke to them now. Like, I'll be driving, and then I'll hear them in the back seat, and they'll be like, will our trikes crumble away? And I'll say, yeah, the trikes will crumble away. No! <laughs> okay, next one. Why can't we see our guardian angels? So they know that each that all of us have a guardian angel, mm. and they know that our guardian angels are with us all the time. So related questions, like, when we leave the house, like, how do our guardian angels, do they go through the wall? Or when we're in the car, are our guardian angels with us in the car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I said once to them that guardian angels don't have a body. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you look at a statue of an angel that has a body, but it's not an angel. Mm-hmm. And then you have both, you're both yourself, you have a soul, and you have a body. Mm-hmm. But an angel doesn't have a body. It's just an angel. Um, yeah, but still, I'm sure she was confused after that. <laughs> that's good, though. I, I, that's better than... It's a hard question. Yeah, that's really good. The next one was, why doesn't the devil want us to be close to God? Well, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> 
so we have a statue of St. Michael the Archangel, and we have, you know, storybooks that talk about, you know, St. Michael um, throwing the devil out of heaven, and I don't know. So they're exposed to that, and I'm sure that's where the question came from. I don't know. Because how do you you talk about pride? Mm -hmm. And, like, pride is such a hard thing to talk about with kids. Yeah. Selfishness is a lot easier to grab hold of. Yeah. So it's almost like maybe now that I thought about it a little bit, it's the devil gave up his place in heaven and he's so selfish. He doesn't want anyone to go there. Mm. And that's, that is true. Mm. He did give up his place. He doesn't want anyone to go there. Not because um, of any reason, except he hates us um, and hates God. He has no love in his heart, but I don't know if that's a strong enough reason, right? Yeah. For kids. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think I've even said like he doesn't, he doesn't love God. And so he doesn't want anyone else to love God and be close to God. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these that's good. Heavy questions. Yeah. It's, it's almost inevitable that these questions come up if you live in like a, if you go to mass yeah, and you go to like a, at least semi-traditional parish because mm-hmm. you have statues everywhere of angels and demons and like if the priest is preaching on end times right. death judgment heaven hell it's yeah. like yeah it's these questions need to come up yeah and i think it's healthy that they do yeah and at the bottom line if they if your kids feel free to ask you questions that's great yeah. so no matter what the question is affirm it if you don't know the answer say let's find out yes exactly i think the most important thing uh that we do is we just say what a great question because that like shows them oh it's okay to ask mom and dad these questions and sometimes mom and dad don't know the answers and we can find out together last question okay what is sin hmm did our six-year-old or our four-year-old ask that? I think that was our six-year-old. And I forget how that came up. I think maybe we have a book about confession we were looking at. Oh, it might have been the Lego Catechism, which our kids love that book. We'll spend a lot of time looking at it. Like, is it important? Is it better to give examples versus, like, an overall answer? Maybe. I think at the time what I said was sin is when we choose to do something that separates us or that i don't know that god wouldn't want us to do maybe it's as simple as it's when you disobey god yeah disobey mom and dad yeah because if you if you just focus on the commandments like that's kind of like the blueprint for yeah the moral life right of course it's not the fulfillment of the moral life like that's what the beatitudes are but it's the, the commandments are really effective for kids. Yeah, that's I true. I think it's really clear. Clear. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Probably giving examples. Yeah. Um, and you're not supposed to have a perfect answer, right? That's the other thing. Right. Like, you're not going to have the best answer. Right. But the most important thing is that the line of communication is open, and you're telling them the truth. Right. And you are the parents that God wants for your kids exactly and your kids are the ones that god wants for you speaking of let me go get that little big girl (laughs) so i guess we just want to close by saying thank you so much for listening and i am just overwhelmed with gratitude for all of you that have been listening and 
supporting the show and the emails that I get. Um, I've been really uh, moved and touched, and I'm really grateful for all of you all for right, listening. Okay, everyone come in. And a special thank you to our patrons that have really, really made this possible. And because of your financial support, that has really helped us to be able to afford keeping the podcast going and all the hosting costs and things associated with it. So thank you. Thank you to our patrons for, for your generosity and everyone. Thank you for your prayers. And you all, of course, are in our prayers. We pray for you in our uh, nightly rosary. And uh, here's the whole fam. We're all we're all here. All right. Any any last words, Faustina? Do you guys want to say anything on the podcast? No. Okay. Do you want to Can say anything say on the podcast? Can you say dada? Can you say happy birthday? We had three birthdays in April. Yes, four, four. including me. Goodness. And so, <laughs> Faustina, one thing that she learned to say was. Happy birthday, which is so funny because she says like, like three words. One of the things she said. You want to wrap up, babe? Maybe uh, close us in prayer? Yeah. Okay, let's pray. Ready? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless us all. I tricked you. We're not eating food. Okay, let's really pray. Okay, no smiling. This is serious. No, Peter, no smiling. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for our wonderful family, for our wacky kids, for our marriage. Um, Thank you for 100 episodes, for um, realizing this dream Amber had, and all the little ways you made the way clear for her to do this. Um, thank you for all the guests we've had, all the wisdom they've shared, uh, all the listeners, and uh, we pray for continued obedience to your will, that we can have um, marriages that flourish and children that grow up wise and loving, and uh, keep us close to your heart, and please bless the rest of this podcast. Uh, we give it to you. We trust in you, whatever you want to do with it. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, friends. You have been listening to Diapers and Disciples. To find out more about the podcast, you can visit diapersanddisciples.com. You can also visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Diapers and Disciples. To learn more about supporting the show, visit patreon.com slash diapers and disciples. Thanks so much for listening today. Until next time, God bless.